What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 13. We're going to have all of us here. Not all of us are here at the moment. Buddha will be joining us. He's doing school stuff. But Carl's here. Delby's here. Screw topics. We're done. Today is going to be part one of our week one previews for the 2020 NFL season. No one get COVID, please. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start off with the opener. On September 10th, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans. Either one of y'all can go. Go ahead, Carl. All right. Big offseason for the Chiefs. Spent a lot of money this offseason for the Ain't that the truth? Decade and a half. Um, at the end of the day, they're Super Bowl champions for a reason. They're one of the... Probably one of the best rosters. Definitely one of the best offenses in the league. Going, having Houston come into Kansas City the first Thursday of the season, no preseason, really limited time in camp. Um, I don't see a scenario where Houston wins this game. I really don't. No. Um, um, that's about sums it up, actually. I mean, they draft Kansas City drafted well. That's hard to not draft well when you it's, don't really need anything. Right. It's really easy to draft best player available. Not enough teams do that. No, not at all. Uh, their first pick was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's going to have a gigantic year, more than likely. For the people that have not drafted in your fantasy leagues yet, pick that dude up. Quickly. Who picked him up in our league? I have no idea. Okay. Luke? Probably. Maybe it was Luke. Luke, because he drafted like 37 straight running backs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's better than Kurtner drafting Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And yes, Kurtner, I'm exposing you on the podcast. You're welcome. Kurtner's been exposed. Good. But, yeah, honestly, uh, Houston Houston lost a lot. <laughs> DeAndre Bag of potato well, chips. Gave away a lot. I about to say, they didn't lose them. They gave them away they for a bag of potato chips and a half-drinking bottle of soda. Um, Houston, and they only had five draft picks this season, and they weren't good. Well, yeah, because they, they traded them all away. Yeah. They, their, their draft picks were not good. Their number one pick was Ross Blacklock in the second round who may end up not even starting. Jesus. Um, Dumpster see, fire. I have Kansas City 31-17 to open the season. All right, Delby. Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas City's going to win the game. I mean, and basically, they didn't really lose anybody. Um, huge, I don't think. No. Um, I, mean, I mean, honestly... Like, they'd be winning this game no matter who came in there. Very true. But... Especially since I don't, Kansas like City I is allowing 22% capacity for fans for the opener, too. Yeah. But with the Texans, I don't... I mean, yes, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but they still have Deshaun Watson. Um, David Johnson, yes, injury-prone, but has a lot of potential, I think. Um, yes. 
I don't think Houston's going to be as bad of a team as many people think. I definitely think Bill O'Brien should be fired. I think he's just not the coach for Houston, and I think if Deshaun Watson gets a chance and he's continuing to be coached, then he needs to leave. But, I mean, yeah, Carl basically touched on everything. Um, I like Kansas City. I think they're favorites, Super Bowl favorites definitely still. I mean, they got the best quarterback in the league. Um, yeah, so I, I, I see a 42... Set 20 victory 40, for Kansas City. Um, yeah, y'all touched on it. They didn't really lose anything. Obviously, the only person they really lost was Kendall Fuller, who went back to Washington. Um, Carl, Carl brought up the money. Travis Kelsey extended. Chris Jones extended. Extended, and we all know about Patrick Mahomes' big-ass contract. Yes. Um, they, they added Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the draft with the 32nd overall pick um, with... Their starter opting out due to COVID. Edwards Elaire is going to have a field day in that offense. And he's a small guy. Um, can run people over though too. This yeah, game is bully. obviously a rematch of that ridiculous divisional round game in January where Houston blew a twenty-four nothing lead and Kansas City put up fifty straight. That Houston probably shouldn't have lost. No, but it's Houston. But it's Houston, and they, they, they found a way to win or lose. Um. As far as Houston, on the other hand, pray for Deshaun Watson. Um, I know I keep saying bag of potato chips, but here's what they really traded Hopkins for. David Johnson, a 2022nd, I don't even remember who that pick was, and a 2021 fourth. Um, Not even a first round, dude. You're kidding me. They traded for Brandon Cooks from L.A. Poor Brandon Cooks. That dude gets traded every offseason. The wide receiver trio there is now Cooks, Will Fuller, who can't stay healthy if his life depended on it, and Kenny Stills, who came over in that Miami trade for uh, Laramie Tunsil last year. And Randall Cobb. Yeah, big oof. Um, Offensive line for Houston. We've talked about this on a podcast before. It sucks. (laughs) As Um, forever. um, Defense is aging. Uh, As good as J.J. Watt is, he can't stay on the field. Uh, They don't really have much Secondary-wise, I say Justin Reed. It's just... I, I just don't see how they're going to stop anybody. Especially in this game. And then you got the coaching talent. you got Bill O'Brien. And then Andy Reid. Yeah. Talent on the field, as we've discussed. There's no competition. Chiefs have a better quarterback. Run game. All offensive line. Receivers. Defense. Special teams. Across the board, they're better. Water um, boy. I think Houston keeps this close in the first quarter or so, but this is a blowout. Kansas City 45, Houston 20. And just We're to, close, Biggie. You're close yeah. in our predictions. Just to wind this out, Vegas currently has Kansas City minus 10, over under at 55. All right. All right. Game number two. Gonna be the, a, such a good game. The Philadelphia Eagles traveling to FedEx Field to face the Washington football team. I uh, didn't know that's where we were going. Give me a second. Go, um, we're, I'm just gonna let uh, Delby run. I'll talk team. first. Yeah, okay. I'm letting him run with us. I'm very excited. I'm very glad it's our first game. Um, we usually open up with the Redskins anyway, but um, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it just because. Of last year's performance when we played them in week one. Uh, yeah. We were down, I'm pretty sure, 21-0. Uh, and then came back and won the game. I just said that you guys came back. That was to play where Vernon Davis had that ridiculous yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous just about how 
our offense goes with their defense um, and with them picking up Chase Young and all that. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think, like I said, I think we added speed to our receiving core, uh, got rid of Aguilar, which, thank God. But, uh, yeah, I'm, and then Washington, you know, they're they're not going to – I think they'll finish last in the division, but I mean they're on the come up, come up, and I think it's going to be a tough week one game uh, for us. Um, but I think we're I'm, we're at home, correct? I'm, no, it's no, we're, we're away. Yeah, okay, you're away yeah. in Washington. Um, yeah, I mean I think it's going to be a close game. Then um, I think the final score, um, twenty four seventeen Philly. I think it's going to be close. I really do, but. Yeah, I think I think defensively we'll be fine because of their offense. I, I think we gotta we'll be locked up on uh, Scary Terry, but yeah, just just our just a week one, you know, coming into week one with like Carl said earlier, not a lot of time to you only really scrimmaged your own team. So I think it's we're gonna cut out not firing on cylinders so i think we'll be slow at first but yeah. second half you know we'll I mean, up and win the game to be so. honest i really don't think anyone's going to be coming out firing on yeah, cylinders that's what i was going to say i don't think yeah. it's going to be a lot of flat first quarter yeah. <laughs> first week of the season um yeah, uh carl go ahead cuz i'm the one that has like all the details so i'll go last on all of these uh, that's, yeah that's fine um uh, philadelphia this all season they didn't make a whole lot of noise this all season with much that they did. Uh, well, they broke the defense. Uh, I mean, except for that one thing. <laughs> except for that one thing they did, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> they brought in, they, yeah, they brought in some defense with Nikhil Roby Coleman, which is good because that secondary got abused last season. It's been getting abused for years. For years, they brought in, they brought back Jason Peters after. After guard. Brandon Brooks's season ended, I'm sorry, Delby. Okay. I didn't want to say it. I really it's think. okay. Yeah, I understand. Jason Peters is going to play guard, from what I heard. That though, yeah. that's what I saw. I, I don't know what to think of that, honestly. It's a different skill set for sure. It'll be weird. It'll uh, be weird for him. Buddha's not in here to set us all straight on offensive linemen, but yeah, it's a different skill set. Yes, it is. Um, as far as the draft goes. Jalen Rager, who at the time I don't think was the best. Don't think it was the best person you could have taken right there. But I do, I do. I didn't at first, but now I do. The pick girl mean a lot over the last. It's crazy. The same four months ago. Yeah, I know. It feels like forever ago. Lord. And then second round. Oh boy. (laughs) Jalen hurts. At the time, I sh- crapped on your organization more kinda, than you know. I still kind of crap on this a little bit. Just, mm. um, it's a it's a fair pick, and I get why because they're self aware of the Carson Wentz situation. Yes. Um, we that out of the way before Buddha gets in here. Yeah, yes, exa- although Carson exact- Wentz had three troubles, it's okay. Exactly, that's why I wanted to get through that before he got here. <laughs> Having injury concerns playing professional sport isn't necessarily something that's a bad thing. It's See, kind of here's, the thing. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've told Dobie this. Buddha better pray 
to God that Dak Prescott does not get hurt. Oh, no. He better pray. <laughs> I mean, it's on if it does. I'm telling you. Oh, oh yeah, my game prediction. I got Philadelphia 27-13 over the Washington football team. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is the kind of the first Sunday of the year because, you know, it's on the list in that order. Um, I have it in here, the Eagles and the damn Washington team with no name. Right. Um, and to touch on Washington, they did, t- they did take Chase Young, who was it really can't miss. Yeah. I thought they were going to do something stupid and not take Chase Young, honestly enough. Yeah, and tra- like trade down for the pick or something. Yeah. That's, it would um, definitely be a Dan Snyder move. Uh, we don't even need to talk about Dan Snyder anymore. No. Uh, oh. We're we're not going to mention it on here, but uh, yeah, uh, hashtag sell the team. Sell the team. <laughs> um, as far as, um, go ahead, Ian. As far as the Eagles, uh, Delby touched on getting rid of Dropsy's Nelson Aguilar. Dropsy's. Who, who, that's, the fir- that's not the first time we're going to mention his name. We'll mention his name later when we get to Vegas. Um, they signed uh, Javon Hargrave from the Steelers to help bolster that defensive tackle that defensive tackle group, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, they lost safety Malcolm Jenkins, who went back to New Orleans. Thanks, appreciate it. Um, they drafted Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts, who we've covered. Uh, they're led by Carson Wentz, obviously, and they also went out and got All Pro cornerback Darius Slay to bolster that ridiculous, awful secondary. Uh, Washington? Oh, God. So they hired Ron Rivera, former Panthers coach, who I thought was an excellent hire. Rivera got done. Can you guys hear Ian? I can hear very bad. Well, Boot is here. What's up? Biggie, we can hear. Yeah. What's up, guys? We're back. Uh, just a little technical difficulty. Things that we seem to have every week. Uh, going back into Washington, uh, they hired Ron Rivera as their new head coach. Uh, good hire. I thought he got done dirty in Carolina at the end of the year. They should have let him finish it out. But then again, who didn't get done dirty in Carolina that self passed off season? We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah. And then it all went to uh, S word. Um, they got rid. But let's, but let's not talk about the Panthers. Let's talk about the matchup we all want to talk about, which is the Redskins and the Eagles. That's Washington football about. team. Um, they Gosh, finally got, I, I got to get out of that habit. They I've finally got, got rid of the Redskins name after years of scrutiny. Then a breaking story from the Washington Post dropped about the sexual harassment that took place in the facility. They didn't name a team name and just keeping it as the Washington football which that team. Was a definition of a crapshoot. Yes. They added Chase Young. Obviously, he was the best player in the draft, in my opinion. The only reason he got to them was because the Bengals needed a quarterback. They signed cornerback Kendall Fuller from the uh, Chiefs, who rejoins there. Um, Best story of the offseason is Alex Smith. Um, Easily the best of the offseason. And Booty's gone. I I love that story. Um, Yeah, gruesome. Gruesome leg injury. Yeah, we don't talk about him. No. The two, uh, Alex, yeah, Alex Smith is a, it's a great story, man. It is a fantastic story. Uh, they traded for Panthers quarterback Kyle Allen. Thank you. Um, 
Last year's first rounder, obviously, is the starting quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Um, honestly, I don't think this game is close. The Eagles outclass Washington at almost every single level. Coaching, defense, offense. Uh, defense, as of right now, Washington's defense is still very unproven. Uh, special teams, they're better. And barring a miracle, the Eagles walk out 1-0. and Eagles, 38, Washington, 7. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Uh, Vegas, Philadelphia, six point favorite over under at forty four and a half. Which is weird that you're only a six point favorite. Very. It's because I'm telling you, we don't play good week one. We never do until after halftime. Then we wake up. It's weird. The week one in Vegas is always very weird, anyway, because they're just picking at straws about who's going to be good. So For the main part, yeah. The week? What's your score prediction? He's not uh, here. For the Eagles, oh, he's for the here. Eagles and the Reds? For the Eagles and the Washington football team? Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I don't like this hesitation. 28-14 Eagles. Oh, right. okay. FYI, I cannot see your face. I was going to jump out the window if he would have said Washington was going to win. That's, that's what was about to happen. Yeah. Uh, it depends on if uh, Chase Young gets nine sacks in the game, which nine I don't think he will. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> or unless every single time he gets a sack, he gets a strip sack and picks it up himself and takes it. So, which is very possible. Hey, or they could throw it to their new starting tight end, Logan Thomas. Right. That's right. Logan Thomas and old Jeremy Sprinkle battling it out. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Logan off, has the, the upper hand there. Yeah. Which, by the way, which by the way, Logan Thomas, uh, never multiple time TJ Maxx customer. Yeah, very right. That's very right. right. <laughs> we don't talk about that nonsense. Spends money every single time that him and his wife come in there. Hey, he's probably got a mansion though, so that's yeah. probably why he's got to keep putting furniture. In. Yeah. yeah. Buddha, just so you know, your camera's off, bro. No, it's not. It is for me. We just can't see you. I, as long as we can hear you, I think we're good. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. That's all I care about. Okay, that's fine. Um, week, th- our next game. This one is intriguing. This is actually the one I have the most notes on, believe it or not. The Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Oh, boy. Um, any one of y'all can take the floor because I'm going last on all these because I have all the details and stuff. Better go first. Go for it. Sorry, say the matchup again. It kind of blurted out. It's the I Miami at New England. Miami, New England. Dude, I, I think it's going to be where we finally figure out whether or not Bill Belichick can do it without Brady and whether or not, likewise, whether or not Brady can do it without Belichick. So, um, I like the quarterback situation in New England. I think Cam Newton, the things that he's doing in camp, he, he has the same Cam personality, but it's not quite that. I'm better than you. It's more like I've got something to prove, which I like. And I like how Bill Belichick's letting him be himself and be flamboyant, you know, dance, do like the whole jam boogie thing he did in practice, which is Bill Belichick usually doesn't let players do that kind of thing in practice. It's very to the point. Uh, it's kind of like how Salem does it, if I'm being honest, not trying to compare, but like it's just very like clean cut to the point. Just go out there, do your job. Do like apparently the way Bill Belichick runs things, he does fundamentals every single day. So with him, I don't I don't think there's going to be a decrease. Everyone's talking about this is the fall of the Patriots, it's the fall of the dynasty. They 
deep. Could have been if they wouldn't have had a quarterback situation like they had a while back. But they saw that Cam Newton's their guy, and I think he's only going to go up from here. I don't think he's going to regress at all from when he yeah. was in Carolina. Just LOL at the people that thought Jared Stidham was going to beat out Cam Newton. <laughs> For real, dude. Yeah. Um, dude, but, I mean, hey, you, know, you never know. Um, well... Uh, considering he's been pulled from basically all first and second string duties yep. in training camp, he's not even going to yeah. be the backup. Out by Brian Hoyer currently. Oh, and slightly off-topic breaking news: the Bucks are boycotting their game on Thursday. No. Why? Well, wait. Who is the Bucks? No way. And the Bucks is in Milwaukee. Yeah. So would they be? Would it be three two? Or would it just be no game? I just, I guess it depends on how crappy the, the Magic want to be. <laughs> so, basically uh, what yeah. you're saying I is... I probably have a reschedule. Basically what you're saying it. is this series is going to go longer. Miami's going to have to wait longer. And we're going to be at a disadvantage because we haven't played in like a week and a half. Right. Yes, but, but coaches don't, they don't hate rest, so... Well, no, right. they don't, but, but I'm just saying, saying like... I, I mean, Foley, I kind of expected this. All right, on topic again. Okay. Uda. Uda, done? Yeah, I'm pretty much done, brother. What is All your right. score prediction? Um, I think that they're going to pretty much just run over the oh. Dolphins. I think it might be 21-7, 28-7. Okay. Huh? okay. I just don't foresee the Dolphins really lighting up. I mean, they had Devontae Parker. I mean, he's pretty solid at receiver. Um, But, I mean, who do they have at quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. And as we already know, he comes in, does the job well, wins the game, but then it's like... Then he falls off a cliff. Falls off a cliff. Granted, he's never really been surrounded with a team full of talent. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying the Dolphins are a team full of talent, which is exactly why I think that New England's going to just run all over them. Yeah. Um, I was actually leaning towards if this game was in Miami, Miami would win. Really? Yeah. Of course, the All Dolphins right. are going to beat the Patriots in Miami. New England can't win down there. Yeah, Miami. But no, I do have New England twenty four seventeen. Um, as Buddha said, adding Cam, I don't think this organization takes a very big step back if they do it all. I mean, you have the greatest coach to ever coach at any any NFL team. They added. Now, granted, the New England did lose half their defense in free agency or opt-out. Yep. But you're playing a very unproven, young young Miami team. Um, They added added defense in the first three rounds of the draft and then went back-to-back tight end and kicker in, in New England. Yeah. Uh, the, the main story of Miami this offseason, of, of course, when they drafted Tua at five, Tua's not going to have any impact in this game. He's it shouldn't be. have any impact this season. Doesn't need to. Either let Ryan Fitzpatrick win you games or let Ryan Fitzpatrick be very bad. Um, yeah, as I said, New England 24-17. Vegas has New England six and a half point favorites over under at forty three and a half. Um. Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think I think New England and Cam are getting overlooked a ton this off season. 
Uh, the fact that you just said the Patriots are getting overlooked yeah. scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I know, which is not good. But I don't think they're – I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll win Super Bowl or anything like that. But right. I don't – I mean, yes, they picked up Cam, but it's also concerning. They didn't really add any weapons at the wide receiving core, if I'm right. I'm pretty sure. And then, like Carl said, they lost a lot of their defense. Um so yes, I do think they'll regress. I think they'll it'll be very close with Buffalo for who wins the division. Um, I don't know. I, I like Miami. I like. I mean, I think they're on the come up. I don't think Miami's going to be in the run for the division. But um, they paid. They had a good offseason. They have a good coach. Um, if they can get the Great quarterback coach. situation figured out. They're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think the Patriots win twenty to seventeen um, with either a last second cam drive or a field goal. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be closer than people think. Um, so I'm giving Miami more credit than people are uh, going to. But yeah, it'll be a close game for sure. Um, my uh, we've uh, Carl touched on it a little bit. Miami spent. A ridiculous amount of money in free agency. They had, they had it though. Oh, they had it. So they brought in Byron Jones from Dallas, who is an elite corner. My only issue with him is he isn't able to produce turnovers. So when you're a defensive back and you're getting paid, He's not an elite corner. I never consider him elite corner in Dallas. Never have. Never will. No, don't look at him, Biggie. And I've talked about this multiple times. Never have I once considered him an elite corner. What did I say to you, Biggie? What do you need to be to be an elite corner? Four you got to turn the ball over. Okay. I'm just going based off of his non-turnover stats and what he's being paid. He's being paid as an elite cornerback. Yeah, well, um, some, people get paid, some people get paid like elite players but aren't elite players. Don't. So Do is Xavier Howard on the other side of the field from Byron Jones who's making a ridiculous amount of money too. Yeah. They brought in Kyle Van Noy from New England nonetheless who is an extremely underrated player. Mm-hmm. Um, they also brought in Eric Flowers from Washington to help shore up that offensive line, which then they went and took an offensive tackle in the draft. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, getting Jones and Vanoy was a big get for their defense. It's their defense for the past three, four years has been abysmal. Um, yeah. Flowers is a good piece in that line. And the draft, they got the man they wanted. They got to attack of Aloha from Alabama. Um, he's going to be behind Fitzpatrick for the remainder of the season, and I think he should be for the entire season. But that is their future guy. They had two other first-round picks due to other teams being morons. Oh, boy. Um, actually, the fact – I'm not going to say anything about Ryan – I'm not going to say anything about Minka Fitzpatrick because Pittsburgh hit that out of the damn park. Um, yeah. Then he got the Texans, and we've already talked about them idiots. Uh, they added offensive tackle Austin Jackson from USC. With their you got mid- this last name, Ian. You got this last no, name. No, I do not. <laughs> I have no idea how to say this man's name. Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, Noah Igbenogany, defensive back from Auburn with their last first-round pick. Um, they also added Matt Breida in the draft during a trade with San Francisco on day three to bolster that backfield with Jordan One Howard. One of the fastest running backs in the league. Um. We've talked about this before, though. Miami, a year ago today, was projected to go 0-16 by Vegas. Mm-hmm. And now they're being discussed as an 8-8 eight and eight team. Uh, bright future. For New England, holy turnover. 
Um, Tom Brady is now in Tampa Bay, as is Rob Gronkowski. Once is again, that still weird to anybody else? Yeah, it's very weird. Weird. Hey. Um, hey. We've talked about they lost a lot in free agency. Kyle Van Dooling, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, etc., etc. They've lost... And- the most opt-outs in the league. Yeah, too. they've lost eight players due to opt-outs, including starting linebacker Dante Hightower, starting tackle Marcus Cannon, starting safety Patrick Chung, and four others. Um, we've talked about Jared Stidham. Thank God the Patriots had some common sense because that dude's bad. Um, Cam Newton signed in July. Stidham's job was as good as gone as soon as Cam put his name on the dotted line. Cam has taken the role in training camp. He's looked great. He hasn't turned the ball over. He's looked healthy. Jared Stidham can't stop from turning the ball over. Um, as we've talked about, even with the opouts, this team is going to have the talent to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card team. I do think the Bills will win this division. Um, I think the Patriots take this. Miami is young. Uh, Pat's D, even though they lost a lot, they still have pass rushers, and they still have a guy that's just a tiny bit good named Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think Cam throws for 250 and three touchdowns in this game. I think he excels in his debut, and I have the Patriots 31-13. to Come on. Come on, dude. Dolphins too young, man. I don't know. It's a whole new offense for Cam. I don't know. I just it's closer for me. Like you get like all you. the people that like the Patriots have lost, but they still have a very good front four. Their linebackers. Also, from what I've heard, what maybe convinces the fact that apparently with the play calling with Cam Newton, it's apparent. Like he said that when he first got there, the playbook like for New England was like calculus. That's what he said. Yeah. But they said to the point now where they adapted to his play style, so it's not necessarily the New England way that he has to learn. So I think he can be. I think he can be himself a little bit more. And that's what but, you have to do with new players. That people. That's I mean, why Belichick he, is the goat, right there. He changes the system to make sure his new quarterback is gonna succeed. That right there is what makes him the goat. Well, yeah, because he can add in all the the special RPO packages and stuff that he could never do with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. If you don't that's run right. the RPO in this league, you will not succeed anymore. I agree. Agree. Hundred percent. Just the way it Except is. Except the Patriots, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, well, and, and honestly, I forget which one of you brought up the weapons thing. That Me. was Delby. The Patriots have the same amount of weapons that Cam has had in Carolina for years. And a couple years ago in 2017, when Cam took us to the playoffs with all that ridiculousness at receiver, you that our starting receiver was uh, Devin Funches. Uh, Julian Edelman is better than that entire receiving core. I could see that. I didn't. I personally thought Nikhil Harry never got a chance to shine last year. So that's that. All right, game number four. Can we go to the worst team in the AFC East? Uh, that's game eight. Dang it. Um, game four. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Amon. Um, the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC in the NFC North powerhouses. Uh, Carl, shoot. Um, uh, well, just not to mince any words, the the Green Bay Packers had the worst draft I've seen in a long time. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's not the way to start the all season, or well, not really start the all season. Not but... only was their draft terrible, their free agency was even worse. 
Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know what their plan is. I don't... I don't think they have one. I want, if their plan was, let's see if we can make Aaron Rodgers really mad so he plays really well, is the, is the plan, that might work. Could be what they have to do. But... I don't... I just don't know what this team's doing. Um... The, one of the most notable things they did this all season was sign Rick Wagner and Christian Kirksey, and they they re-signed Mason Crosby. Christian Kirksey's not a bad pickup. No, and Rick Wagner's a really solid tackle, but Alan Lazard is your wide receiver too. I just, I I literally and obviously obviously they thought Devin Funches was going to be there, which he opted yeah. out. So, well, I don't understand. I'm going to go into it in a minute. Deepest wide receiver draft class in the last decade. And you don't take one single receiver. I Here's my deal. Love would have been there with their next draft pick, I think. I agree. Oh, they're going to have to. (laughs) I mean... He would have been there. The thing is, is that... The Jordan Love pick isn't even the one that irks me that bad. It's the fact that they drafted a running back, and then they drafted a tight end in the third round that they moved to fullback. <laughs> they drafted a fullback in the third round, boys. <laughs> when the fullback position is practically dead in the NFL. Full- <laughs> yes. yeah. Basically, the only fullback that is even used correctly remotely is for the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Juszczyk. That man went to Harvard. You should check. What a guy. That and uh, whatever uh, Don and Terry Poe decides to line up in there. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Ricard in Baltimore. Yep. But now, on to the other team that plays in this game. Minnesota had 14 draft picks. And they actually used all of them. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. That never happens at this day and time. Including taking Justin Jefferson who I personally thought should have went to Philadelphia, but it's just me. Um, Drafted a corner in Jeff Gladney, also in the first. Um, Their biggest signing this offseason was Michael Pierce at defensive tackle, who is not playing because he opted out, so which is a big loss. They let Everson Griffin. Oh, he opted out. I did not know that. Yeah, Michael Pierce, yep, yeah, opted out. Oof. Uh, they let my, they let Everson Griffin walk, signed Yeah, down. yeah, we know where he went. We know. We know. <laughs> That's we all care. I have to say. We know. Oh, we oh, you, you, you will care when he is uh, um, but, absolutely teabagging your quarterback. Bro, bro, so. bro, chill. <laughs> Whatever one it may be, Jalen Hurts, Carson. Why did you man? have to say that? He did. I'm yeah. doing this. <laughs> okay. I ain't even gonna say nothing back. I can't. All right, let's stay on topic, but please. Too funny. Um, this man did not um, say that. They signed Anthony Harris to the franchise tent tag. I don't know why I stuttered, but I did. It's a thing that happened. Uh, personally, think Minnesota's gonna win this division by quite a bit. Uh, but as for this game, I have Minnesota twenty-four twenty-one. 
I think uh, I don't think Green Bay is going to be in contention for the division this year. I think it's going to be Chicago and Minnesota. I think Green Bay is going to be the third place, and of course the Lions the fourth. Uh, of course uh, the Lions the fourth. <laughs> Carl, Carl, can we like crop that one phrase and just send it to Adam? Send it to Adam. Oh, and of course the lines in four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Joey, that was too good. You're good. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think they gave Rogers any help. Um, and that's what he needed, especially after last year. Even though they got to the NFC Championship, they just got dismantled. Um, Look at their ass. And then Minnesota looks really good. Um, really, really good. If they can – I still don't know if I have enough trust in Kirk Cousins to succeed. Um, he had that playoff game against the Saints, but there's the ones before that also too. Um, so, I don't know. I think Minnesota's good. The, the pickup of uh, – Justin Jefferson was a, a very good pickup. I wish the Eagles would have picked him up, but I'm fine with who we picked up. But yeah, and they have Dalvin Cook, and they have a really good defense. Um, lost Stephon Diggs, but still got Adam Thielen, um, and a really good tight end. But uh, yeah, so I think um, Minnesota pulls away. Uh, I think they win 28-14. Nice. Uh, I don't know where it went. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead. That's fine. Um, there, Honestly, there's not a lot of turnover between these two teams. Like, they, uh, like it's not from Minnesota. They lost Everson Griffin to Dallas. They traded the Stephon Diva Diggs to Buffalo. They, last, uh, they lost Joseph to the Chargers, which is massive now. Um, they lost Trey Waynes to Cincinnati, which is definitely a move Cincinnati really needed. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie Alexander. Yes. Um, they re-signed Cousins to a two-year $66 million contract extension. They also extended Zimmer, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Just so everyone knows, that man, Kirk Cousins, is supposed to be making $44 million next season. Yeah. Which is higher than what Mahomes will be making at the peak of this deal. Yeah. Actually, no. I think in five years, Mahomes' peak of the deal is like $54 million cap hit. And Buddha's not here, but Dak could do the same if only he wants to leave. And right. I wish Buddha was here. Thank- I Actually, I don't. It. I'm glad you said that when he's not yeah. here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I ain't trying to that have one. that. Um, they franchise tagged Anthony Harris. And honestly, this is going to be his last year in Minnesota. They just don't got the money. Um, name to watch out for, especially if Minnesota's picking around here. Javon Holland, defensive back safety out of Oregon. He's the best safety in the 2021 draft. I'm not just saying that because he plays for my team. He's actually that good. Um, he's He has the best, if you look at Pro Football Focus's things, he's got the best grades of any defensive back in that Pac-12. Uh, he's like a top 10 grade in the country of all defensive backs, including the two conferences that opted out. So that's a name to watch for for teams that need safeties. Obviously, safeties can drop. We saw Xavier McKinney dropped, and sucks to hear he got hurt today. Yep. Um, they, uh, as we touched about, they added Justin Jefferson to help replace Diggs, and they are still in talks with Dalvin Cook to try to get him signed long term, which I do think is eventually going to happen. It um, needs to happen. They need yes. to keep him. 
Um, if I had to take a guess about money for him, I'm going to say 12 13. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Vikings will pay him a little more than they have room for, but they'll find a way to make it work. Um, he's just too good. Uh, Green Bay, we talked about shit show of a draft. Uh, Jordan Love in the first round, which honestly, look, I don't like it's the pick, not a terrible pick, but it's not terrible, especially considering we all here are in agreement that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing in a different in a different team in a couple years. Um, AJ Dillon in the second. If Aaron Jones gets hurt, then it makes a lot of sense. But it's just no. And we talked about the fullback pick. Um, they didn't take one. Like this offense to be so much more run heavy than it ever has been under oh, yeah. Um, they didn't take one receiver. Now we talked about they signed Christian Kirksey. They did lose Brian Bulaga to the Chargers. Yeah. That hurts. Um, but the fact is, even with the offensive season turmoil, Rodgers is still here. Devontae Adams is still there. Jones, Aaron Jones is still there. And David, how do you say his last name? What, Bakhtiari? Yeah. At left tackle, who's one of the best in the game. I had um, no clue we're talking about for a second. I just threw the biggest blank ever. You're fine. Um... <laughs> We're all in agreement on the pick so far, actually, because I uh, I think Minnesota takes us 27-21. I don't really think I have anything in here that's going to vary very much on who wins these games between y'all, probably. <laughs> Shouldn't. I would say I went pretty uh, pretty chalk with these. I got I to gotta leave, Big E. All right, brother. All right, brother. Take care. Yep. See Take y'all. Care. Take care, man. We'll, we'll, of course, get through. We'll get through this, which is us. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, here we are. Just in time, our next game. I'm going to let you take it because it's your team. Indianapolis Colts at the Crapsonville Jaguars. The Crapsonville Jaguars. The poor Jaguars. They deserve so much better. They do. They (laughs) They really do. (laughs) They deserve so much better. Why are you going to bring back Doug Marone? We're going to do around a lot of things. Why are you? Oh, my. You know, Tony Khan oh. wanted to actually, own a wrestling. Actually, no, I'm not going to talk about that because that's the next game after this. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, let's see. Indianapolis brought in Phillip Rivers, who from everything I've heard in camp is throwing the ball as well as he ever has. It's crazy what happens is, when you have a good line. Right, which is really good to hear. Best line in the league. Um, draft wasn't a lot of name for name value to be completely honest best draft pick Jonathan Taylor is really at a position we didn't need per se which is funny because he's going to be the starter by the end of the year going to be the starter probably by about week four um, I'm a big fan of the Michael Pittman pick I am too I, lo- I really like that kid he's going to do really good in our offense um, Jacob Easton round four he will be starting in a couple years Value there was off the charts because a lot of people had us taking him in round two. Jacoby Brissett, he'll be there until his contract runs out and the Coles are going to let him walk. Yep. Because um, obviously, look, and I get quarterbacks and stuff, but you don't take a quarterback in the first four rounds without plans. Right. 
Um, as far as the, Jag- the Jaguars draft, they got T.J. Henderson and Caleb on Chase on in the first round. Great picks, by the way. Great picks. And LaVisca Chenault in the second. Also Good. great pick. Going to come in and be yeah. a really big and, factor. And uh, a very underrated pick they picked up later was Colin Johnson, wide receiver from massive, Texas, who is a massive human massive being. Di- um, there was a game two years ago they were facing USC – it was like the first time they played since the classic Rose Bowl, and he had like 250 yards receiving yeah. and like three touchdowns. He was. I think excellent. Colin Johnson runs at about six six. He's the size of a tight end, but yeah, runs massive. like wide receiver. Red zone nightmare. Exactly. Um, but no, the Jack Jacksonville. They're just not well coached. They're a young team. They're not well coached. They got Gar- holes everywhere. Gardner Minshew is not a bad quarterback. But he's not a franchise guy. He's not great. But he's going to win you maybe no games. Maybe none. This is a team. I don't think it will happen. I think they'll squeak out a win or two. But I will be absolutely shocked if Trevor Lawrence is not wearing these colors by this time next year. Absolutely. Me too. I think they might win two games this season. Um, um, oh, on another note real quick. Um Massive props to North Dakota State's Trey Lance, who does not have to play at all, but he wants to prove himself, and they're playing a exhibition game in September. Uh, you know, that's on the fence right now because yeah. college football. But against Central Arkansas State or Arkansas State? or It's one or the other. Whoever it's against, props to him. Dedication, passion, can't teach it. Yes. If he doesn't come out and throw like 500 yards, because I wonder how much this team's getting paid to make him look good. Uh, a lot. <laughs> it's going to be um, kind of insane. Well, what's the crazy thing is he can do whatever he wants. He's still a top right, 20 pick. It's not going to matter. Especially um, considering the fact that there's a possibility he plays well enough that a team trades up and reaches and goes and grabs him and doesn't take Justin Fields. Because Fields is going to be off for the entire year. I I can see that, and I'm also in the. I mean, also, I'm under the belief that Trevor Lawrence might not be the first quarterback off the board. It just depends on what system you're looking for. Yeah, well, I mean, you got with Jacksonville. Fields is that talented? Here's the thing with Jacksonville: they don't have a good offensive line. No, it's bad. They're not going to have Leonard Fournette because they declined his fifth year option. Their defense is absolutely <laughs> asinine. Which is crazy, even remotely saying that. Because they had one of the best defenses of all time. Three like years 40. ago. Well, hey, that's what happens when you trade both of the all-pro corners. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on topic here. <laughs> um, I feel like for this season, this is Indianapolis's division to lose. A 100%. Um, it's not even close to me. At, and for this game, I have Indy at 24-7. to seven which I think is the biggest blowout that I have for week one. But I just don't think Jacksonville has that talent. And I don't think Jacksonville wants to have that talent. No. Um, that about sums this game up. There's not a whole lot. The Colts didn't do a whole lot this offseason. Outside of Phillip Rivers. They really Outside did. of Phillip Rivers. Oh, what? DeForest Buckner? DeForest Buckner. I almost forgot traded, about it. Traded the 13th overall pick, pick, which ended up being Javon Kinlaw. Which San Francisco basically just replaced him, so. They did. They worked for them. Yeah. 
I think the Forrest Buckner is going to – I really feel like we could have a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense this season if we can put it all together. But, yeah, um, 24-7 Indianapolis week one. Fair. Um, all right. Um, yeah, this isn't going to be close. Um, the talent differential is on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Colts, they improved the quarterback position by bringing in future Hall of Famer. And yes, I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Um, oh, no. On a one year, $25 million deal, which is a lot of money, but the man's a Hall of Famer. You, you, sometimes you got to pay. But even at current market value, 25 is like middle of the road. Oh, yeah. So it's not crazy bad. They traded no. for all pro defensive tackle to Forrest Buckner. Um, two elite players, and yes, when Phillip Rivers is not turning the ball over, he's an elite player. They right. also added corner defensive back Xavier Rhodes, which if he can, like, find half of what he used to be, um, and tight end Trey Burton to back up... Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle after losing Eric Ebron to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, they nailed the draft picks with Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. Both are, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to take so much pressure off of T.Y. Hilton, and maybe T.Y. Yes. will actually stay healthy for the first time in his career because he doesn't have to do as much. That'd be um, fantastic. With Jonathan Taylor, I won't be shocked if the Colts try to trade Marlon Mack, if I'm being honest with you. I do agree. He's in a contract year anyway. So a team that may a contending team that may need a running back, which there's a few. Um, <clears throat> Tampa. <clears throat> yeah. Um. God, Marlon Mack with Brady and that offense. Please no. Um. But yeah, I think Mack's not even on this team by the end of the year. Probably um, not. You don't take a running back in the early second round if they're not going to be a starter. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, uh, we talked about Jacob Eason. He will be the starting quarterback with this team in about two years when Phillip Rivers retires. Um, we, they got the best line in the game. Quentin Nelson is the best lineman in the game, and it's not even close. Uh, on to the Jags. Uh, this this team sucks. They're not good. Um, the tank for Trevor starts, or tank for Fields, or however what direction you want to go. Um, they traded Nick Foles in the offseason to Chicago and retained, like, 75% of his salary. And then Chicago reworked that deal and are practically taking no cap hit for it. Yeah. Um, they traded Calais Campbell to Baltimore for basically nothing, making the Ravens the most stacked roster in the National Football League. Um, they, I uh, talked about, they traded both to Denver. Yeah. They both traded, they traded both Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye last season to Denver and LA specifically Rams. Um, I got to get used to saying that. That was weird. Um, they signed Joe Sherbert from Cleveland to free up miles Jack to put him back in this natural position. It's not terrible. Sherbert is known for being on the field a lot, <laughs> but it's not going to help. <laughs> Just a tackle machine. When you got to go against Philip Rivers, Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying Tannehill, but <laughs> Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry more that's, than Tannehill. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> um, they signed Tyler Eifert, which if he can stay healthy, it might end up being something. I'm seeing that they're having a really good rapport in camp. 
Minshew and Eifert, that is. That doesn't but shock me. It's Eifert. Tyler Eifert can't play more than, like, six snaps without breaking something. Yeah, it sucks. So. He's, he was great in Cincinnati for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, they they added Shaquille Quarterman, Colin Jollins, LaVisca Chenault, um, CJ Henderson. So Cal- the, offensive linemen. So they had a pretty solid draft. But Colts thirty five, Jags ten. Nice. Um now I was about to mention David Montgomery, but I was gonna wait because this is the Bears Lions preview. Um had a really bad scary injury, was carted off. It is just a it is just a hamstring. So it's not a knee or a groin or something like that. Good for them. Um, he's still going to be out for four to six weeks, though, but it could have been a lot worse for a team that does not have a lot of depth at the running back position. Those non-contact injuries are always, always scary. Telling you, Chicago might go shopping for a running back because they Devontae don't have a Freeman. What? Devontae Freeman, please. Devontae Freeman or, honestly, try to go get Royce Freeman from Denver's loaded-ass backfield. Braid for Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack in Chicago. Uh, my only issue with that is him and Tariq Cohen are like the same player. Pretty much. Uh, my dad talks about this all the time. It's like Chicago needs a brute. Yeah. Um, see if the, the see if the the Packers want to trade AJ Dillon. Yeah, probably not. Probably. Um, um, the Rockets and the Thunder both boycotting Game Five. Ooh. These NBA playoffs are going to last until January. Yep. Boycotting game five, which, yeah, basically. Hey, freedom of expression. I'm for it. Yep. I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, yep. All right. Chicago, Detroit. Uh, for Chicago. The, Bear- the Bears, last year was a very massive disappointment after a 12-4 and season two years ago. Uh, Bears went out and said, we're done with Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> Is when and has been the starter since he got there. Um, they also added Robert Quinn, which is a dangerous signing for that defensive line. Yes, because you can't continuously double-team Khalil Mack. Quinn, Mack, uh, Hakeem Hicks, we'll get into them in a minute. Um, They're one of those weird 3-4 hybrid Ones defense. that work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they added Jimmy Graham, and we'll get to that in one second. Um, they also drafted another tight end, Cole Komet, and Utah defensive back Jalen Johnson, who is extremely underrated. Um, yeah, they released two, so now they got eight tight ends on the roster. Okay, Ian, after the draft, they had 14 tight ends on the roster. 14, y'all? 14. What does this make any sense? 14. Um, I don't understand how that's a thing. Bears. They also drafted a fella named Arlington Hambright, which might be the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. Facts. Um, Chicago's defense, Khalil Mack, Keem Hicks, Kyle Fuller, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Eddie Jackson, Robert Quinn. It's going to win them games. It's, it's going to win some games. It's so It's very, very good. Um, honestly, with, I feel like we're we're building all this up just to crap on the Lions, and I feel so bad for it. Um, with improvement I, on offense, this team could make a run at that seventh seed. I think they could too. 
It's just, it, it kind of depends on... Um, now to the Lions, and Adam, oh. I'm so sorry, my friend, oh. but your team's about to get crapped on. Um, after trading Darius Slay to the Eagles, where they didn't really get back a lot, um, they weren't stupid and didn't trade out of the pick and took Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. Which, best corner in the draft. By a long I- mount. By quite a bit. I like C.J. Henderson, but Jeff Okuda was number one to me. Oh, they, also, and just to trigger some people that uh, that play uh, in the national champion, that play in the uh, playoff semifinal was definitely a fumble, by the way. 100%. Um, yeah. It wasn't. That's, oh, my. Um, <laughs> so it, then they draft, they come back around and take a running back. To, you know, help the fact that they haven't had a good rusher in that backfield since Barry Sanders retired. Yeah. Um. They added Jeff Okuda, which we talked about. Um. He will be alongside Desmond Trufant, which Trufant's a good teacher for him. They have and potential. Justin. Justin Coleman. Yeah. Block um, guy. They really took. Good they took DeAndre Swift. He will be back there with Carryon Johnson. They could be a good one-two punch. But they Detroit could. is not shown. Bowling ball. Yeah. You want to know what the Lions' biggest problem is? Their front office. Beside that. Their head coach. Fire Matt Patricia. There you go. <laughs> um, kind of a common theme that uh, the Bill Belichick coaching tree isn't really a thing. No. Except for Brian Flores. Yeah, because Josh McDaniels tried, tried yeah. to be a head coach. Oh, also, you want to know what my favorite part is? Mm. Uh, we're not going to talk about them because they're not on this these eight teams, but Joe Judge. E- yeah. Okay, Giants. I don't even. I didn't even know who that was. Me either, and that's bad. And I live football. I have um, no idea. Lions brought in Jamie Collins and Danny Shelton, two former Patriots. They have a thing. They really do. The Good Lions signings, by the way. The Lions and the Patriots are just kind of. They just. They just move players. Always have been. Um, yeah. They also. They also added Chase was, Daniel to back up Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I personally think their best pick in the draft was Julian Aquara, the line, the pass rusher out of Notre Dame. His brother already plays there. Nice. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. The Lions are good up front, and they're good in the secondary. Their linebacking core is worse than the National Football League. Jared Davis is all you need to know. Um, I don't even know who that is. So, uh, Well, he's a coverage linebacker who I'm pretty sure has 50 coverage in Matt. So, there you go. Hmm. We talking about 20 or 21? Uh, 20. 21, I believe. 21. He's not good. Okay. Yep. Um, the one thing they do, their defense is a little suspect. But, but my, uh, Matthew Stafford needs help. If Matthew Stafford can stay healthy, this Lions team will win seven games. I agree. Because Matthew Stafford staying healthy, if the Swift and carry on Johnson, well, Swift might take over the role. Carry on, so he can't stay healthy. Um, the Lions' offensive line is suspect, um, but, but they're on the outside. They've got Marvin Jones Jr., who's extremely underrated. And let me spell. Let me tell this as clearly as I can possibly say it. Kenny Galladay is an elite wide receiver. Yes, he is. And then they have the potential with T.J. Hawkinson, who had that great first game and then didn't do anything. It just it went downhill. So I think Detroit has promise. 
I think this game is close. Yeah. But it's 2013 Chicago. I have Chicago 2313. Pretty close. We have agreeing on everything so far. And I'm pretty sure we're going to for these last two games as well. Alrighty. Honestly, I think this is the most intriguing game of these eight. Because you really don't know what to expect from either of these teams. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Charlotte to play the massively new look Carolina Panthers. Floor is yours. Ooh, floor is mine. Well, I'm going to say Las Vegas about nine times because I'm never going to not call them the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Ever. Um, got a pretty new stadium that, that we won't see until week two. Yeah, which maybe. is really weird, by the way. I'm shocked this Vegas isn't yeah. opening week one at home. Right. I guess the new stadium in Los Angeles really didn't have a choice but to have a game week one. Uh, so. No, considering the Rams are playing the Cowboys. Yeah, so... Chargers are playing Bengals. Poor Burrow, he gets to go against that defense. Right, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> um, Who, by the way, apparently has looked insanely good in practice. Yeah. But then people got to remember the Bengals' defense is putrid. That's very true. <laughs> so, and the Chargers <laughs> is not. The Raiders, offseason... They didn't really do much. They didn't do a whole lot, which is weird, because most of the time they sign a lot of players that nobody else wants. No, the one thing they did, I want to know who in the Raiders front office decided to watch Nelson Aguilar tape and go, we want to sign that dude. Oh, and then they have six, seven draft picks and take three wide receivers. One of them being Henry Ruggs, who's... Really fast. Yeah, but the, but they had Tyrell Williams, who's already fast. Like, it didn't really make any sense. And they drafted Damon Arnett at 19, which was an awful pick. I didn't watch a whole lot of Damon Arnett tape, but I didn't think... I didn't have him as a first-rounder. No, well, the, this is the Raiders, who drafted Clinton Farrell at four overall last year. Darius Hayward Bay is all you ever need to know. Jamarcus Russell is all you need to know. Yeah, that's very true. They drafted Tanner Muse, who played safety at Clemson, to play linebacker. That seems to be a Clemson thing. Yeah. Of course, the outside linebacker safety are literally the same position half the time anyway now. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of anything transaction-wise in the offseason. Um, they did um, convince Kyle Emanuel to come back out of retirement, linebacker, to help fill a hole. Now to Ian's team, the Carolina Panthers, who very smartly went straight defense in the draft. Straight defense, top to bottom. Yeah. First pick being Derrick Brown. Historically atrocious run de- rush defense last year. Worse in the history of the National Football League. Yeter Gross Matos. How we got him in the second round is amazing to me. Right. Back that up with Jeremy Chin, who is going to start for this team somewhere. It won't um, shock me if it's at linebacker, but I think he should start at safety. I, I do too. Um, did y'all resign Trey Boston? Yes. Three years, $30 million, something like that. Yeah. Um, Troy Pride, corner. 
not not a bad pick where you got him either. Um, and then another safety and a run stuffer, Embraving Roy out of Baylor. Defense needed help. You went defense. But offensive side of the ball signed Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson to help the offense. Just say something about Teddy. He's looked fantastic in training camp. From every throw I've seen, Teddy is diming. Locked in. in. I'm telling you, and I, you know I say this about you know the four and twelve thing. If Teddy can stay healthy, this team is a seven and nine, eight and eight win thing team, which I, would be worst case scenario. But whole new coaching staff, top ha- to bottom. Whole new coaching staff, and fifty percent of it has never coached a game in the NFL. Do Do you want me to? See, I'm going to read this exactly the way ESPN has this worded. All right. Announced tight end Greg Olson and the team have agreed to mutually part ways. You forced him out. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm breaking the rule. That is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, you pushed him out because you basically told him that he wasn't going to play anymore. After Luke Keekley retired less than a week earlier, two weeks earlier, and then March 24th rolls around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you release Cam Newton. Ian, what, what's... Okay, okay. I'm going to give my score prediction. I'm going to let you go to town. <laughs> Carolina 2013. All right. I'm glad you didn't pick Vegas because I thought you were going to for a second. Vegas has Vegas winning by a point. Well, of course they do. Vegas has Vegas winning by a point. Um, Raiders, new look. Kind of new city. Um, Panthers had the most off-season turnover of any team in the NFL. Um, Vegas, first season in their new city. Um, roster-wise, it's basically the same as last year. They added a lot of veterans. Marcus Mariota, Nelson Aguilar, why? Jason Witten and Prince of Mucamara. Why? Um, they didn't really lose a core piece. They added Henry Ruggs third in the draft. Uh, he's a speed dude. He'll be great on special teams. Um, honestly, Vegas has one of the best offensive lines in football, and it never gets talked about. They do. Uh, Since they decided to give Richie Incognito a shot, which a couple years ago shouldn't have been a thing. Rodney Hudson anchors that line as the best center in the game. Um, obviously helps when you have a good line when you have a on-the-verge top-five running back back there and Josh Jacobs. And then a maybe bottom five quarterback in Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not fair. Derek Carr's not that bad. Yeah. Um, it's not that good. Raiders issue. The remaining teams in their division are a promising Chargers squad, which let me speak on that right now. Um, hard knocks, by the way, if anyone watches it. He won't start, and he shouldn't, but Justin Herbert looks locked in. He does. Very much so. So... I have reversed my stance on that. I do think he starts this year at some point. Because, look, I love Tyrod to death, but he can only take you so far. Yeah. And this Chargers team has the talent to make the playoffs. Chargers and Raiders' biggest problems is that they're in the division with a on-the-rise, rapidly on-the-rise Denver Broncos team and the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. And um, maybe the best quarterback we'll ever see. I, I personally think the Raiders, by default, are the worst team 
And I do too, and it's like not even their fault. No, like, they're just you know they can't draft. <laughs> they can't draft. Where's um, the crap? All right, Carolina. Yay! Fired Ron Rivera four games left in the season. I did not agree with it. I should have let him finish it out. They pissed off a lot of their locker room by doing so. Hence why half that locker room is gone. Yeah. Um, They lost Cam Newton. Still not a fan. I I accepted the fact that it was going to happen. Yeah. The way they went about it is what pisses me off. Um, they lost both of their defensive and offensive coordinators, which defensive coordinator, thank God. Um, offensive coordinator was North Turner's son, who's now Washington's offensive coordinator. Scott. Yeah. Uh, Greg Olson, which we talked about. Luke, who is now a, he who he is now as a professional scout in our scouting department. Perfect. And... Safety Jeremy Chen says the first thing he does every day when he gets into the building is go into the scouting department of the stadium and talk to Luke for like an hour just to pick his brain on film. Smart. Um, They lost James Bradbury to free agency, which was to be expected. He wanted too much. Uh, Lost Mario Addison in free agency, who has been our best pass rusher over the last five years, to Buffalo. Trey Turner, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, boy. One of the worst trades of the offseason. Oh, come on now. Russell O'Coon, man. Um, Matt Rule came in. He brought Joe Brady from LSU, who was the passing game coordinator. Um, They brought in Phil Snow from Baylor to be the defensive coordinator, which I don't know how I feel about bringing in a defensive coordinator from the Big 12. But you know. Um... New additions, Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, Russell Okun, Eli Apple, who has looked impressive in training camp, might I add. Uh, Tahir Whitehead, who came from Vegas. He did. Um, the draft, as you said, they went all defense. Derek Brown, uh, Grossmatos, and Jeremy Chin are pretty much the three big ones that are all going to be making impacts. Um, they're... They have a promising core for, with Robbie Anderson and our two main receivers, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, who is quickly becoming a very elite receiver. Uh, and it also helps when you got the best running back in the game standing behind you. Um, All $16 million worth of yep, it. Yep, signed an extension in the offseason. It's going to be getting $16 million. It's a lot of money, but that's what happens when you put on a 1000 1000 season. Didn't really have much of an option. Um, offensive line still needs a crap ton of work. Um, Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel are both up for contracts at the end of this year, and I love Curtis, but Taylor Moten needs to be signed ASAP. I agree. It's got to stop letting your best lineman walk for nothing. Really starting to irritate me. Um, this game is either way, but Carolina's got more talent. It's the better team. And I think they win 24 to 17. Nice. To our final game of this week, um, I'll go through the eight matchups after this for next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the dungeon, as I like to call them, of the AFC East, and the favorite in the AFC East, the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. All right. I'm not going to waste a terrible amount of time on the Jets because they're bad. 
They're they're very bad. Le'Veon Bell is already complaining about the amount of carries he's getting in training camp. Of course he is. Training camp. Carries in training camp. He's complaining. Um I'm not I, I, I'm I'm not gonna say it, but you know what I'm talking about in the fantasy leagues, as Adam calls him. Yeah, they, they drafted decently well. They got a massive human being in Mackay Becton. Yeah, to put tackle all six eight. He six, runs nine. a four or five forty, by the way. Yeah, Denzel Mims in the second was a really good pick. Green Bay should have took him. Green Bay should have taken him. Um, and then they just kind of filled holes that they, well, they didn't really have. Biggest story of this offseason was them trading Jalen Adam, Jamal Adams. To Seattle for, for a lot. For a lot. But we've talked about this. Seattle's going to be in championship, on championship Sunday, so they're going to be like 29, 30 picks anyway. Yeah, it's not going to matter. And Seattle doesn't draft well ever anyway. No, oh, one who really doesn't draft well? See uh, New York Jets. Yeah. Um, took Ashton Davis in the third, drafted LaMichael Piron in the fourth. Their best pick, for as far as value goes, is Bryce Hall out of Virginia in the fifth. The only reason he fell that far is because he has injury concerns. Well, it wasn't really a concern. He just got badly hurt on a play he yeah. shouldn't have been in the uh, game for. Right. But now, to Buffalo. One of these teams that they didn't really have a whole lot of holes, especially on defense. They're one of the best defenses in the league. Um, they somehow managed to draft A.J. Epineza in the second round, midway through the second round. Took a running back to power back to compliment Devin Singletary, who's a very small man. He's only 5'7", yeah. 200 pounds, something like that. Drafted Jake Fromm out of Georgia to back up to Josh Allen. And got maybe the best kicker in the draft in Tyler Bass. That about sums up the Buffalo Bills draft. They didn't do anything special. They just kind of filled holes where they needed to. Um, their biggest move of the offseason was, of course, trading Stephon Diggs. Or trading for Stephon Diggs from the Vikings. Finally give... Josh Allen, that number one target. Yeah, give somebody to throw the ball to. He's going to get the ball a lot, too. Oh, yeah, he's going to see a ton of targets. Um, Curious signed, to see him against uh, Stephon Gilmore. Right. They In those extremely Mario crucial games. As you mentioned previously, uh, they're just one of those teams that are maybe they're probably looking at themselves as being one, two steps away from making it, and I do think they win the division this year. Um, kind of more by default because they weren't bad last year, and I think the Patriots last year. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they a little take a little bit of a step back. The Patriots do, so I think the Buffalo Bills win the division this year. Uh, the Jets are bad. They're going to be picking in the top five, six, seven again, probably. I've got oh. them in the top five. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. I've got... The, the NBA has officially postponed their playoff games. For... Um, I've got 
top five. Jacksonville, Washington, both of the New York teams. And the Bengals. I think Carolina's at like at from ten to twelve. Yeah. I think they're vastly improved. Yeah. Uh they signed their head coach Sean McDermott to a multi year extension, which is a great signing. And then you got the Jets head coach. Yeah, no, no, no. Gates. We don't talk about Adam Gase around here. All right, now that I'm done crapping on the, the, the Jets because they're one of my least favorite teams in the league. Buffalo, 28-13. Um, yeah, these – there's they, the, the spectrum again. Opposite sides. Bills are finally poised to make a run for the AFC East, and I feel happy for them because they deserve it. Jets are picking top five um, again. Start with the Jets. They lost Robbie Anderson in free agency along with three offensive linemen, which Sam Darnold's probably like, are you serious? I mean, and the linemen they lost weren't even that great to begin with. Now they have less talent. Um, They added Becton uh, and Denzel Mims in the first two rounds of the draft. They did add Greg Van Roten and Connor McGovern to help Darnold out. Uh, Darnold is just inconsistent. Yeah, Sam Darnold's not bad. No, like, he just doesn't have help. Yeah, he just doesn't know where to throw the ball What's the Jets' main problem? Le'Veon Bell just needs to shut his diva mouth and actually start and run, producing on the field. Just run the ball. Um, when 97-year-old Frank Gore looks better than you in training camp, yeah, the, you have a problem. Even though Frank Gore's a uh, top three running back of all time. but um, Oh, absolutely. As far as Buffalo, best uh, top three defense in the league. No. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, who's set to make a thirty-year jump. He's really got to improve his passing numbers, though. Um, they Still added can't hit the broadside of Barnes. Yeah, they added Diggs, and I have it in here. A load of former Carolina Panthers, yeah. which isn't shocking, by the way, considering their head coach and their GM were former in our organization. Yeah. Uh, Mario Addison, AJ Klein, Josh Norman, who is hurt. Daryl Williams. Why would you ever do that? And Vernon gotcha. Butler, even more of a why would you ever do that? Um, they didn't lose much of anything. Uh, they added A.J. Epinenza and Zach Moss in the draft. Both really good picks. Um, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White, and Micah Hyde are the four stars on the defense. Um, Buffalo, another great season. Um, this game, yeah, stop. Bills, 38, Jets, 6. Oh, man. I, I do not like the New York Jets. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. To go through our games for next week, don't know when. We'll figure that out. Figure it out. Um, more than likely, it's probably going to be us two. Probably. Um, we've got the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Seattle at Atlanta, which is a very interesting game. Mm-hmm. Chargers at the Bengals. Cardinals at the 49ers. The main game of week one, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Yeah. Dallas at Los Angeles, Rams. The Steelers at the Giants. And the Titans at the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Let's see. Any news of the week stuff we missed? Uh, not really. Oh. Just... Wow. Earl Thomas. I'm an idiot. Yeah. 
Um, got into an issue with former Virginia Tech safety Chuck Clark, and the and, and the Ravens front office said, see, I wouldn't want to be it. Yeah, apparently he was having a lot of character issues since he'd been there and showing up late for meetings. And What I find funny is that Ian Rappaport reported that Dallas had no interest, and then Jerry Jones snapped back at him, and apparently some people in the Cowboys organization don't know what Jerry's doing. I still think Earl Thomas ends up in Dallas. I don't see a situation where he he's not going to go to a team that's not going to win. The so. only only competition Dallas has is Cleveland because they just lost Grant Delpit to a season-ending Achilles injury. Um, but Cleveland with Earl Thomas, Baker, Odell Beckham, way too many egos on that team. Still going to win four games. <laughs> All the talent in the world. Six games. Yeah. So, yeah, Carl mentioned the Bucks, Magic, Rockers, Thunder, Lakers, Blazers, Game 5s are all postponed uh, due to the boycott over events going on. Which is the right decision by the NBA. It's the only decision that they had to make. Yep. Um, the Seahawks brought in Paul Richardson and Justin Britt for, uh, tryouts today. Oh, and the San Francisco 49ers have tried out every receiver that ever played football, ever. Yeah, because they don't have anything at receiver. they have none. Uh, Texans have brought in Cody Kessler, CJ Proceis, Proceis, whatever stupid name is, Ryan Grant, and John Halipio for tryouts. Nice. FFYI, I'm going down the NBA update Twitter notifications. <laughs> uh, no, the, the craziest thing about this season is that teams are bringing people in for tryouts and the season kicks off in two weeks. Yeah. Um, some also, some news for years. college football. Uh, Virginia Tech NC State was scheduled for September 12th. NC State has had a rampant cases of COVID-19, so that game is being pushed back to the 26th of September. Why the ACC isn't just starting with the, with the Big 12 and the SEC still makes no sense. Um, I don't. Um, I don't don't see a situation where college football is going to happen. Oh, I think it's going to start. I do too, and we're going to get about maybe a game in, and then it's over. Which, if Tech beats Virginia and the season ends, we still get our trophy back. So, yes, yeah, Tech opening with Virginia on September nineteenth in Lane Stadium. Really, really weird. An empty Lane Stadium. Yeah. Can you imagine that Tech Clemson game if they were fans? Oh my! Um, also, shout out to Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, the goat. Um, my man looked great at NXT Takeover Thirty against Adam Cole Bebe in a losing effort. Looked looked spectacular, honestly. Yeah, it was great. Um, also, speaking of Pat, he got kicked out of an NBA Virtual fan last night. Oh, I don't even know how you do that. No, he took his shirt off. Well, I mean... It's Pat. (laughs) Well, yeah, but do you not see what's happening at the WWE events with all this Thunderdome stuff? We're not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the things that these fans are doing. Yeah, they're ruining it for everybody else. Um, Yeah, I mentioned earlier, if you're drafting fantasy, don't be like us and draft three weeks before the season. Yeah. Um. As we've 
I just... Yeah. Now, when we get into the season and we have to do pre- results and previews in one podcast, there's not really I'm much... Gonna, I'm going to cry. There's really not much we can... I mean, we're not going to go into detailed depth that we're going into today and next week. But there's not much we're going to be able to do to prevent it from being two hours. No. I mean... Moving forward, no. Um... But honestly, like this is what we've been looking forward to getting breaking down these games. Um, all of us are in agreement for the first eight. Uh, it's probably going to change next week, I imagine. Uh, yeah, especially with Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, Atlanta, Cleveland, yeah. Baltimore. Uh, Let's not even talk about how stacked the NFC is. Uh, what Seattle, Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, Seattle, San Francisco. I think yeah. I already said. Uh, yeah. AFC is Kansas City, Baltimore. Everybody else is about 10 feet under. Probably. Um, oh, here's oh. a thing. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. MVP. Who wins? MVP of the league this year? Yep. I think, I think Aaron Donald gets it. Oh, that's going to be... I can see it. I mean... I think Aaron Donald could break the sack record. And if he breaks the, the sack thing is, record... Is I think he could break the sack record and get one MVP vote. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, comeback player of the year, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Actually, no, scratch that. Alex Smith. Yeah, if Alex Smith plays... I Which I that. think he's going to. Obviously. Um, offensive rookie of the year... Ooh. Mine is Clyde Edwards-Elair. I'm leaning that way, too, just because I don't think any of the other guys are going to get that much of a snap share, especially... Uh, no, no, I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Defensive Rookie of the Year. This is Ooh. easy. So for me, it Chase is. Young. Chase NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Ooh. I'm going to go Tom Brady. I like it. Side note. Kristen McCaffrey should have been NFC Offensive Player of the Year last year and not Michael Thomas, but... Ian, your your, your Saints bias or unbiased is showing again. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, AFC Offensive Player of the Year. I got Lamar. Uh, I got Patrick. See, I don't understand how they do that. Like, in theory, it would have to be Patrick Mahomes, too, since he's the most valuable player in the league. So, if we take Joe Burrow and Chase Young, who wins Rookie of the Year straight out? Ooh. I'm going to say they're going to give it to the quarterback just yeah. because he's a quarterback. So. Yeah. Coach of the Year. Ooh. This one's tough. I really feel like Frank Wright can win Coach of the Year. I do, too. Especially if the Colts win the division and get in the playoffs yeah. with a 10-11 win team. Can we just talk about, for a second, how we almost had Josh McDaniels, but he decided he didn't want to coach us? Thank God. Right. That's how I feel about, well, I won't talk about that. No. The bad thing is you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I I, I know. We need to stop that. (laughs) We need to stop. Oh. That's a mood, though. It really is. So, yeah, uh, we broke it down for the first eight games. Um podcast will be up on youtube in about a couple hours 
It's always available on Spotify and any other place you can find podcasts, except for Apple Music, because uh, we don't do that around here. Um, yeah. Those are the first eight games. We did have everybody here, but it really got down to the fact that it was just us two. We, re- we really had everybody for about five, five minutes. minutes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's going to do it for episode 13, which is crazy to say that we're almost 15 episodes in. Uh, Episode 14 will be next week, and that will be breaking down the remaining eight. And then the next one after that will be 15, and that's where we're going to be breaking down the week one games. Um... So, after episode 14, we'll probably go a week and a half without an episode. But, to me, there's no point in doing an episode the week, the the day of the opener. No, there's no point. So, episode 15, we'll be covering the actual game results. Um, Be prepared, that's going to be two hours. Um, Yeah. And moving forward, we may just actually have to set a, a set day. I well, mean, here's maybe, the thing, though. It's, it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. Out. It's going to be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah. Because we can't do it on Monday, obviously, because Monday Night Football, and Thursday because of Thursday Night Football. So so get used to hearing a whole lot of me and Ian's voice. Yep, get Probably. used to it, because you're going to be hearing us a lot, because... My, our other boys are going to get educated. Get educated. They're being smart. They're being They're smart being fellas. Smart. But yeah, that's going to do it for episode 13. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boys to Podcast. This is Big E. That is Carl. We will, we will see you all next week. The Boys out.